0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation.
0: It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside.
2: After all, looking good, feeling good and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice.
0: Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the health care disparities within the black community
2: with trusted voices and information
0: to empower a healthy lifestyle ain't that right brit i'm talking about mind body
2: and soul what's good 365ers my name is brit daniels your fit life coach yogi and entrepreneur and this is the black care 365 as y'all know it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals we are here to empower the black community to make healthier choices all year long so i'm Really excited to have this conversation with my beautiful co-host.
0: Greetings and salutations, 365ers. Jackie Page here, a radio personality in Atlanta, Georgia, and a fitness coach. Welcome to the Black Health 365 podcast. Um, we want to go ahead and kick things off with check-ins. Um, but before we get there, because we want everybody to be a part of the check-in conversation, I do want to introduce our guests um, who will be joining us today. Um, her name is Marquita Nelson. Dr. Marquita Nelson, put some respect to her name, okay, period. Um, She is an assistant professor of medicine in the division of hematology oncology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center and the Bell's Medical Director of the Methodist Comprehensive Sickle Cell Center. Dr. Nelson, how are you doing today?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. This is Awesome.
0: Glad to have you, Dr. Nelson. So we like to start the conversation off kind of checking in and see how everybody is doing. Um, So I will give the floor to you. Um, And these check-ins are like mental check-ins, physical check-ins, spiritual check-ins. So how are you? How are you doing? Checking in. How are you feeling?
3: Feeling pretty good. Um, I am a new mom. So I have a son who's five months old. So honestly, that's a big adjustment. (laughs) Trying to balance my life, being a mom, work, being a wife, family. So it's a lot. Um, But I think, you know, as he's getting a little bit older, we're kind of getting the swing of things. And so although I'm perpetually tired, I'm feeling good. Um, This cold weather though, I'm ready for it to go back. I know you guys are in Atlanta. Uh, Memphis is also cold. And I don't think I was quite ready for that cold snap.
0: Yeah, first and foremost, congratulations. Um, That is huge. Completely understand the being tired piece. I'm not a mom, but I'm always tired. So I can only imagine when you add a husband and a child in the mix of working, how much extra tireder, I just made up a word, Um, you are. So, you know, kudos to you because you're also a doctor. So I can only imagine, okay, you wear multiple hats. But as you were saying, like, yes, I am currently in Atlanta and it is like, it's cold. Like, where did this come from? It's crazy. Brett. how are you doing? Are you cold?
2: Too? Funny. I'm absolutely cold. I um, got my sweater on. Um, you know, it's, it's surprising that we, well, how should I say this? I am equally surprised each year in Washington, D.C., how cold it gets. Um, <laughs> i say, <I'm, laughs> we know it's four seasons, but it still hits hard every year. Um, and with that being said, Jackie, just checking in on my own side, um, it's, it's a year of, it's a season of transition. And so on the last four podcasts, I've been talking about how my business has been growing, it's been very abundant, things are happening fast, but now I'm very intentionally trying to settle into softness and chill out. But in doing that, I have to step up my boundary setting and tell people no, uh, cause there are still things that people want to do with me, a lot of community activations, but I've been um, struggling here and there being patient with people, giving them grace and also setting boundaries. Uh, what's going on with
0: you jackie well first and foremost can we talk about this season of softness i wonder if a special person has something to do with that
2: (laughs) absolutely love my life
0: you know know i had to get in there (laughs) um but i'm pretty good um winding down the year which is exciting um let's see what else i have one more trip for the year planned going to jamaica so i will get out of this cold weather soon and very soon um, but yeah, the year is winding down and I'm excited about it. Um, as I've said in a number of podcasts or earlier episodes, really just kind of taking a second to stop and smell the roses um, because 2024 looks like it's going to be a really like crazy, another crazy, but good year. So um, I'm in a good space, tired because the last few weeks and this week has been a lot, but we're making it. We, um, as you would say, moving in peace and man- maintaining. That's where I'm at right now. On oh top goodness. of being cold, I have on the hoodie. Like, it,
2: is,
0: it, is. <laughs> it is chilly. And speaking of chilly, um, there's this article I saw and it was in the um, it was called Outside Online by the National Institute of Human Health Investigators. And they were saying that 15 minutes of shivering is medically, uh, not medically, it is um, metabolically equivalent to working out for an hour. Brent, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm like, this is crazy.
2: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that kind of supports the whole ice ice um, bath challenges <laughs> that I've been seeing on social media for the, the last couple of years. Um, and I think, you know, me and you're both personal trainers, you know, the benefits of getting into an ice bath. I, I think there are a lot of different benefits to it. Um, it's something but that I want to do. An hour? An <laughs> hour and yeah, at 15 minutes
0: being shivering for 15 minutes is equivalent to an hour of exercise. I just, maybe 15 minutes equivalent to like 10 minutes. I just feel like an hour is a lot. Uh, Doctor, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm just like, "Mm." I mean, I get it, but. First of all, I would like to sign
3: up for the experiment. Like, let me, let me go see if I can replace my workout with uh, shivering. Um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what they mean by exercise. Are they talking about low intensity, steady stay? Are they talking about HIIT exercise, weight training? Um, I'd like to know a little bit more before I commit, but it sounds it would, interesting.
2: It would seem <laughs> the, the shock to the body to maintain its, 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 you know, homeostasis within cold temperature. it sounds like it's saying a caloric, it's, it's causing a caloric deficit, like your, your body's putting out energy. To um, you know, to warm itself up, and that's the whole shivering process. Um, so that's that's interesting to hear. I have heard it before, but I didn't know there was collective studies around it.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's something I've heard before. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing it though. I just I don't really like the cold, so I yeah. think I'm just gonna you know stick it out in the gym and <laughs> make it do what it do.
2: <laughs> it get the moving. You know, it's amazing when I find when I see people do these uh, ice tub challenges and they get in and have absolutely no fear in their face. and They're just sitting there comfortably. I'm like, are you guys okay? <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, that's, it's, it's not for me either. But from here, I think it's cool. We can start to transition to our Dharma talk for the day. And for our 365ers who are familiar, uh, our Dharma talks are a little small sermon to set the tone for the conversation. And um, I'm really excited to speak about what we're going to talk about today, sickle cell hematology um i'm a black male who actually has a sickle cell trait um and today's drama talk is about how people have struggles that we don't even know about a lot of people are fighting invisible battles um both mentally and physically and the expectations that we have of others sometimes may require grace Um, when we see people struggling when they express frustration we simply don't know what people are going through and it only takes time and space to take a step back and look at do i really know this person um why are they frustrated what are they going through how can i be supportive and so i think it's important that as we're transitioning to a new season um depression is very rapid during the colder seasons it's important that we take a step back and not only analyze ourselves and do inventory but just extend compassion grace and empathy to others um let's get into the conversation
0: I would completely agree with you 110% on that. I probably put this out on my social media at least once a week. Um, give grace because you never know what somebody is going through or give grace because we are all dealing with something um, and we are all dealing with something. Um, so I uh, love that Dharma talk, Britt, um, something that I feel like I say on a regular basis. So it's good to, you know, hear other people saying it and that being a message that's been put out. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and hop into this conversation. Um, Doctor, you are an assistant professor of medicine in the division of hematology and oncology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Can you really quickly just kind of give us a definition of what hematology is? I know what oncology is, but not really clear as far as like hematology goes.
3: So hematology is the study of blood um, and blood disorder. So it, um, in the root word heme just means blood and ology is just study. So um, it's everything blood related, um, cancer and non-cancerous conditions.
0: So you dealing with blood deal a lot with sickle cell, correct? That's correct. So what exactly is sickle cell?
3: So sickle cell disease, it's a group of inherited disorders um, caused by a mutation in the hemoglobin gene. So the hemoglobin gene is the molecule that carries your oxygen in your red blood cells. And that's necessary for all your tissues to get oxygen. So when you get this mutation in the hemoglobin gene that causes sickle cell, the sickle, um, the cells are not like cute little round discs like they usually are. If you think of kind of like a lifesaver. Um, Instead, they make these like crescent shapes. And when you have these crescent shapes, as they go through your body, they get stuck. And so you're not getting good oxygen flow, you're getting, um, you're getting these sticky red blood cells that block up your supply and eventually that causes low oxygen and pain, which is the most common symptom of sickle cell disease. And moreover, these, these cells, they, they don't live very long. And that's where we get anemia. So sickle cell anemia, if you've heard of that, it's because you don't have as many red blood cells because these cells just aren't great. Their body destroys them because they're just they're just not great functioning um, cells. So they don't live as long as, as regular red blood cells.
0: So taking a step back, you said they don't live as long as red regular red blood cells. I guess, one, how long do regular red blood cells live, and then how long, or what's the span of the uh, the sickle cell blood cell?
3: So um, regular um, red blood cells, they can live for 90 days. Um, and the sickle cells, I mean, it's uh, dramatically shorter, so on, on the order of weeks sometimes.
2: I have even a, a more preliminary question, actually, uh, just in the study of blood in itself, blood as a function of the body. Um, could you speak on it and how blood uh, just for our organism? How does blood sustain our our bodies?
3: That's so exciting! I love blood. So, uh, so blood basically is necessary for everything because you have you have your red blood cells, which are which we're talking about sickle cell disease. So that carries the oxygen. You have your white blood cells and that's important for fighting infection um, if you get a vaccine that's what makes the antibodies and then you have your platelets which are necessary to form clots if you have bleeding and the blood flows everywhere throughout your body delivering oxygen um, wherever you need it and then all of those special things that are in your blood like antibodies are all trafficked through your circulatory system via the blood so blood is wonderful and super necessary
2: is it true that i hear these you know stories i'm not a medical practitioner you know um that our blood is blue
3: no yeah. it's red, <laughs> it's red.
2: <laughs> i don't know if you heard that myth that your blood is blue until it you know it's yeah
3: it does have a blue tint. If you look at your veins, they look a little bit blue because they have less oxygen in the veins because the veins uh, are carrying blood back to the heart. And the blood that goes back to the heart has already had its oxygen taken out. So it looks a little bit bluer, but it's definitely red.
0: Thank you for clearing that up because that's something I've heard as well. Like, oh, it's blue. I'm like, oh, I bleed blue. good. <laughs> kind of, sort of.
2: Well. <laughs> Um, I'm personally someone who has sickle cell trait and I'm interested in understanding the difference between sickle cell anemia and sickle cell trait. Something my mother always told me growing up is baby, if you marry somebody, make sure they don't have sickle cell trait because <laughs> it will be an issue. And that's what her grandma told her and her mama told her. <laughs> so what what is sickle cell trait? And then a, a question after that I started to ask two questions back to back. Why does it seem like I only hear about sickle cell when it comes to black people? I've never heard of a white person having sickle cell trait.
3: Okay, so let's start with um, what is sickle cell versus sickle cell trait. So sickle cell, in order for you to have the full disease, you need to have two mutations in that hemoglobin gene. So that's sickle cell disease. Um, And if you only have one, that's sickle cell trait. Um, Sickle cell trait is thought to be protective against malaria infection. And so if you think about a map of the world, across that that equator where it's really hot—that's where malaria is, and so the breadbasket of sickle cell is really in Nigeria. That's where the majority of people um, have it. But you can also have—we um, have patients with sickle cell from India, the Mediterranean. Um, we actually have some Latino patients as well. So anywhere where you know malaria is prevalent, you you will see. Um, sickle cell trait and then as people mate they like to mate in like groups you know people tend to stick with each other so then you have two people with sickle cell trait then they develop sickle cell disease so yes it is disproportionately affecting people of african and african-american descent but people of all ethnicities can get sickle cell disease
2: that's so interesting um i did an ancestry.com um assessment of my family genealogy and um I have a lot of family that comes from Nigeria, turns out. So that's that's very interesting.
0: How do I know if I have the trait? Because, um, you know, Britt was saying, like, his grandmother told his mother, his mother told him. That's not a conversation that me and my family had. So is there, like, a test that I need to take? Is that something that can be found during, like, regular blood work?
3: Yes, it's an easy blood test. Um, you can just ask your primary care doctor to test you for sickle cell trait.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: Um, so in this country, we have newborn screening, which actually screens for sickle cell trait and sickle cell disease. But there's a disconnect between what happens with the newborn screening and then the family sometimes. So, you know, you may have, tested positive for sickle cell trait, but you actually don't know that. So I recommend um, anybody who is um, curious or planning to start a family just to go ahead and ask their doctor to test them for sickle cell. It's a blood test.
0: Um, You were saying that there is a a test for babies. Is that something that's relatively new or has that been out for years? So we've been newborn screening for years. Um, Most
3: recently, I would say like it's been mandated in the 1970s, but in other countries around the world, they are um, not it's not the same uh, level of newborn screening as we have as the United States. Some countries are just now getting that um, you know as a standard practice. but in the. US, we do newborn screening. Uh,
2: I'm interested in hearing about this, the symptoms of sickle cell um, in your experience in working with patients. What are some symptoms that you've seen? that are most prevalent.
3: Sure. And so I'll speak about sickle cell disease. So sickle cell trait, you should not have any symptoms unless right. under some special circumstances, right. uh, like you're um, climbing a mountain or a high altitude, you may get some issues, but really? sickle cell disease. Mm-hmm, yeah. I could tell you more about that, Britt. Um, sickle cell disease. So the most common symptom is pain. So I like to Explain a sickle cell crisis what we call a pain episode kind of like a heart attack in your tissues Because I I told you like the cells aren't the right shape so they go in your your blood They go in your uh, blood vessels and they get clogged and so that area doesn't get oxygen So it's kind of like a heart attack in that space because it's getting blocked off and so it's extremely painful And that can happen anywhere in the body And so the most common symptom is pain. Typically in the arms and limbs, uh, arms and legs, um, people experience pain. Um, Commonly, people also have fatigue. um, And that is due to not having enough red blood cells, which, you know, carry the oxygen. So you're tired all the time. And you may notice people with sickle cell also having yellow eyes and yellow skin, sometimes like a yellow tinge. And that is from the red blood cells being broken down. They release a substance called bilirubin, and that causes that yellow tint. So if you ever notice people's eyes are slightly yellow, um, that may be related to that who have sickle cell.
0: Is that something, the yellowing of the eyes, is that something that I guess somebody who has the trait would also have? No, they should not uh, unless they're like Britain.
3: So say you want to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro. So if you go up really, really high, um, there's decreased oxygen up there in the mountain. So those are the situations where you may experience sickle cell symptoms because you just have less oxygen.
2: It's interesting. Um, on but on a day, ever, a day, it should be good. <laughs> One mountain I've ever climbed that high. Um, I lived in Japan. I climbed Mount Fuji and I can say I was definitely feeling a little off <laughs> at the top of that mountain. Um, are there any other limitations that someone with sickle cell traits should be aware of? Do they get like sick, nauseous, anytime? Just not okay.
3: No, we don't expect people with sickle cell trait to really have any symptoms. There are, you know, there's of course the, some rare conditions, um, some, some things related to the kidney that can occur, but in general um, sickle cell traits should not cause any impact in somebody's life.
1: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time
0: greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is
1: right for you.
3: Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad.
1: Thanks, sweetheart.
3: I got you this.
1: A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware, if you were 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, Respiratory syncytial virus compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels.
3: Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer.
2: I'm interested in hearing about treatment now. Um, Once one has been diagnosed with actual sickle cell disease, um, what does that treatment process look like? Is this a lifelong thing they have to deal with? Are there cures? Are there new technologies working towards cures what's that whole um field looking like
3: so it's a huge field and it's really exciting so for the longest time um you know we didn't have a lot of treatments for sickle cell um people with sickle cell disease usually died before their fifth birthday and in the past 100 years or so we've had so many advancements um, including screening Um, we've, we've learned how to treat infections better. We've learned how to actually manage the condition. Um, so people are living much longer than they used to ever live before. So ideally, if you have sickle cell disease, you have a hematologist. That's super important. So if you're diagnosed as a child, you'll be seen by a pediatric hematologist. And if you're, you know, an adult, you'll see somebody like me, I take care of adults. Um, There are several treatments for sickle cell disease, and it just depends on what you, you know, what we're trying to treat. Um, We have four FDA approved drugs for sickle cell disease. Um, Until 2017, we only had one. So we had a big boom um, since then. And the cure for sickle cell disease is bone marrow transplantation.
2: Did you say bone marrow transplantation? Yes.
3: Yes. So you think about like your cancer patients with leukemia. Um, So the story is actually uh, a local story here in Memphis. There was an eight year old girl who had leukemia and she had a bone marrow transplant and she had a bone marrow transplant. Donor was her uh, sibling. And after the transplant, she was not only cured of leukemia, but she also was cured of her sickle cell disease. And so that's how they've realized that bone marrow transplant can actually be a treatment for sickle cell. And it's been uh, a pro- an approved treatment as the cure since the 90s.
2: All right, Jackie, you oh, guys. Right.
0: No, I, no, you just looked like because I, I think we both have the same running thought right now of like, I didn't know that was a thing.
2: And how is it? How do you transplant? bone marrow yeah. i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical professional yeah. does that person who who's giving the bone marrow away do they le- lose some capabilities you
3: they know, actually like- don't it's amazing and so um the w- while we call it bone marrow transplant uh, a lot of the transplants that we do are not actually taking out your bone marrow and giving it to somebody um it's a little bit more sophisticated now um so what they do is they make the donor make a lot of stem cells uh, and stem cells are necessary to make, like, any new cells. So they, they give you medicine, so you make a ton of stem cells. And they collect those stem cells in a bag, and um, they um, save them for the recipient. And then the recipient gets uh, pretty much, they either get chemotherapy or something else that makes their their bone marrow wiped clean. So they're, you know, they don't have their own bone marrow and then they put the cells from the donor, like a blood transfusion. They give those to the recipient. And so you can be a bone—you uh, can be a bone marrow donor. And really, the only harm I would say is time <laughs> and the experience, you know, going through it, getting blood draws, stuff like that. But you don't lose any capabilities. That's why we are really, really um, pushing people to um, register for the bone marrow registry, which is BeTheMatch.com. Because uh, as African Americans, we commonly do not have matched sibling donors, and that is the best donor you can have, because you want somebody whose genetic material is most like yours. So you have a good match. And a lot of us, including myself, don't have uh, don't share a sibling who has the same two parents. And so that's why we need, more donors who are black in the registry because we find that our genetics are more similar so we can have more donors for our um, transplant patients now of course you know this is not without nuance they can do transplants with um with half matches so like myself i don't have a match sibling but maybe my 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 parents could donate you know they they do have technology for that but the best donor for a transplant is your your sibling that you have two parents to share with
2: this is why we t- talk to trusted professionals, 365ers, because this is information that could honestly save lives. I've never heard of this at all. Yeah.
3: So please register at be the I don't get any you know, money or anything, um, but you get a little kit, you donate your um, you do a little cheek swab and they put you in the registry. I've been in the registry since I was in college. Uh, I've never been called, but available if somebody needed it.
0: I'm blown away right now, because like Britt said, this is something that I did not know existed. Um, I feel like, especially in the Black community, when you hear sickle cell, you hear that it's something that is, you deal with the rest of your life. Um, So to hear that there is like treatment and a cure, um, it's just kind of like, why is this something that isn't talked about more often? Why is this information not shared more? You would think this would be like yelled at the top of the mountaintop. I I'm confused. Why are we not why are we not talking about this more often? Why are, why is this not being pushed out more? You
3: know, there's a lot of reasons. Um I think that there's inherent inequity in sickle cell disease just being that it's a racialized disorder in this country. Um so although these treatments are available, they're not always an option for people <laughs> due to cost, due to education, knowledge. Um, there's a shortage of people like myself who practice adult hematology across the world, across the country, and so I think there's just there's just a shortage of information that's being put out um, to the community, um, and so yes, uh, bone marrow transplant is an option, but it's definitely an underutilized treatment for sickle cell disease, and the majority of our patients are not being transplanted. They are having you know they are having sickle cell disease for the rest of their life, and they're being treated by, you know, doctors like myself with medicines instead of the transplant.
2: There it is. Well, um, coming to the close of the podcast, another question I'm interested in is, um, are there any other blood disorders out there that people should be aware of?
3: Yeah, I, I treat, um, people with all kinds of blood disorders. I don't, I don't see anybody with cancer. But um, anything that you can think of, like anemia, like the, I see tons of patients with iron deficiency. That's probably my number one thing. Um, lots of women who are in the childbearing age who have heavy periods. Um, so I'd say PSA for that. Um, if you're, and if you have iron deficiency and you are a Black woman, that and that is not normal. I think that that has been normalized in our community that You know, I'm anemic. I just chew some ice, you know. No, that's not normal. Um, Talk to your doctor about it. See how they can help you. Um, So I see a lot of iron deficiency. I see people with blood clots. Uh, I see people with white blood cell platelet disorders, kind of the gamut um, and some other genetic conditions that affect the blood. So anything that's not cancer, that's blood related, that's my area.
0: Um, one last question. I know some of the 365ers are wondering this. Um, is there any way to prevent sickle cell?
3: Yes. So there is. Um, and I don't I don't want this to be like eugenics or, you know, um, but the way to prevent sickle cell is genetic counseling. So like Britt said, his mama, his grandma said, do not get with somebody with sickle cell trait because you can get sickle cell. So I always educate my patients who have sickle cell before you decide to have children. you need to know, you know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, if your partner has sickle cell trait or something that can make your baby have sickle cell. And so the key to this is education, genetic counseling, and family planning. And so I don't absolutely tell my patients, do not get with this person, but I say, you know, you need to be educated in advance. Um, before you decide to have children with somebody so you know if your your child could potentially have sickle cell.
2: There it is. Well, this has been a very enlightening conversation. Um, A lot of wisdom that's been shared here that I was not privy to. Um, But is there anything, let's say we call this our what's your 365 that you would like to leave our listeners with, Doctor?
3: Um, I want to go back to what you said earlier about people living with um, silent conditions and disabilities. I think that uh, I agree with you 100% about giving people more grace. You really do not know what's going on. Sickle cell is, living with sickle cell is so challenging. Um, There's the physical conditions. There's also some mental health conditions that come with it, depression, anxiety. And then there's the stigma placed on it. You know, people are treated like they're, you know, attention seeking, they're drug seeking. You know, they just want pain medicines and they get judged really harshly, and so I say just before you judge somebody, just take a step back and think about what they may be going through before you um, try to label them or, or or treat them harshly. Because my patients really go through a lot, and if you sat down and talked to them, you would realize how much they've experienced and and the wealth of knowledge they can give you about their life. So um, I really like what you said about just giving people grace um, who have those silent type of illnesses where you you can't see them on the outside, but they're definitely dealing with them.
2: Beautifully said.
0: Yeah, great words. Uh, Doctor, if people want to reach out to you on social media, um, how can they do that?
3: Okay, so you can find us at um, the UTHSC Sickle Cell Disease, so that's University of Tennessee Health Science Center, um, that our Twitter handle is at UTHSC underscore SCD.
0: And I think along with that, it's also important to um, just get some resources. Um, Are there any websites that people can go to to get more information about sickle cell um, and uh, sickle cell uh, treatments?
3: Yes. So um, if you want to, you can go to the NIH. If you if you like scientific, more scientific articles, you can go to the NIH.gov and look up what is sickle cell disease. And then if you're interested in advocacy, the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America um, is a wonderful organization made by patients, families, um and hematologists, social workers, et cetera. So that is org. Doctor,
0: thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with us today. This was uh, definitely an enlightening conversation. I think both me and Britt um, learned some things that we didn't know. Um, So if we learned something, I know the 365ers did. So thank you again, 365ers. If you have anything that you want us to cover, find us on Instagram at BlackHealth365. Again, that is BlackHealth365. Slide in those DMs. Let us know what you want us to cover, what you want us to talk about, what you want us to bring some awareness to. We got you. You can find me on all social media at LoveJackiePage.
2: And you can find me on all social media at ProfitFitness.Life. As always, it is your responsibility to be an advocate for your health. Peace, stay in love. Thank you, doctors, for coming on.
0: Thank you. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.